Hello, and welcome to the Unriveted Podcast, where we dial in on technology intersections of digital form transformation, artificial intelligence, and people. In this podcast, we'll talk about topics from the past, the present, the future, and how they apply to the modernization of processes. This episode is brought to you by Wing, Wingnut Ventures. We fund you at every turn of the screw. Or said another way, when you mess up, we will be there to turn you around. John, hey, what are we going to talk about today? All right, Martin. Well, today we are going to talk about one of the hottest topics in AI and ML today, chat GPT. Now, I'm sure we all have heard, or most of us have probably heard of chat GPT, but I'll give you a quick synopsis of what chat GPT is. Now, I mind you, I did write this down because it'd be a lot to memorize. So uh, I will preface it that way. So quickly stated and simply put, chat GPT is a generative pre-trained transformer model. That's what the GPT's part stands for in chat GPT. So a transformer model is a type of artificial neural network that's ideally suited for working with the nuances of language because, it's, because of its ability to process training data, which in this case would be words or sentences in a given language. It's able to process those all at once in parallel rather than in a sequential fashion, one word after another after another. And it uses a function called attention. Now, we're not going to talk about what attention means because I probably botch it up anyway. But uh, this is the key component of this type of artificial neural network that allows it to do some of the amazing things that people have seen chat GPT too. Now, the second part of that is the generative part. So the G in GPT, and I know we're going to talk about generative AI in some of our future sessions, but the generative part means it was designed to create new output. So it's a type of model that's trained to actually generate some sort of output. In this case, it's trying to generate text. The P, pre-trained, means that we don't have to go in there and actually train the model ourselves. It was already trained uh, by the uh, OpenAI team. Uh, so it's ready to go. People all over the world are already using it and asking ChatGPT to, you know, write their uh, their term papers for them in college, <laughs> which we are not encouraging, by the way. <laughs> and then the transformer part, the T in GPT that I already spoke about, is, uh, you know, a reference to the model. So ChatGPT was trained in the, uh, using this type of artificial neural network to try to mimic the way that humans actually speak. It was further refined using a reinforcement learning approach that actually took humans to provide the model with feedback and say, yeah, you know, that sounds like what a person would say, or, you know, that doesn't sound like something a person would say, uh, you know, do that uh, several thousand times. And, and now you have chat GPT. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm sure it's clear as mud, right? <laughs> Whoa. Um John, there's a lot to unpack here. I, I know we've heard it in the news. It's all the rage, and it seems like uh, there's all kinds of fun things to do. I, I, I just got to say, wow, I have so many questions I want to ask ChatGPT. And, John, do you mind if I kick this off first? I, I 
think I think I got some ideas here. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested to see what you have, and uh, I'm interested to see what ChatGPT responds to these questions. So let's uh, let's do it. So I know we're on video and we're going to be on audio. So I'll have to just talk you through, and I'll pretend I'm sharing my screen, but I have my ChatGPT screen up here, and I'm going to ask some interactive questions. So let me start off with, "Hey Siri." Oh, I mean, "Hey Chat." Oh, oh, it's not audio. But let me let me let me go back. Maybe a future iteration. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I could have fixed that problem for you, but I didn't. Um, let me start off in doing something really silly. I'm going to have ChatGPT emulate Linux terminal. So I will type in a command. I'll ask for a reply to come back as a terminal. I only want it to reply with terminal output commands and in code blocks. Don't give me any explanations. I don't need to know about what a terminal is. And I don't want to know anything about uh, the English language in here. I'm going to do so in such a way that I'm going to ask this question. And my first command will be present working directory. And as I type that in, it's turning away and it comes back slash home username. So I go, who am I? Comes back and says, username, go figure. <laughs> wow. That's really neat. So I, so you I, can't I, say I, it's wrong, though, right? <laughs> it's not incorrect. That's, now I'm going to turn it up a notch. I, I said ls-lrt. Oh, my God. Total zero. I've got no files. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to fix that. Check this out. Echo. Double quote. Boom. Type this. Quick brown fox. Close quote. Carrot output. To a new file name dot text. Whoa. And ls dash lrt. I have one file, John. That's amazing. Wow. Okay, this is silly though, but let, let's <laughs> take it up a notch. I'm going to see if I can break something or make something interesting. I'm going to try to just ping Google. Right? <laughs> Real exciting. It's trying to ping. Does its little ICMP message? It's going bing, 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 and it says it did nine, nine received, nine transmitted. Kind of weird how they chose nine, but that's okay. So it, and uh, total time was about eight seconds. Looks like eleven millisecond average time. Well, ping is working. Let's do something a little more interesting. Let's take it up a notch. I'm gonna trace <laughs> route Microsoft.com. How appropriate, John. So here we go. <laughs> and trace route, it's going to jump to an IP address, 13.107.42.13. This is riveting talk now. It's going, it's going to go up to 30 hops. Turning away, I, I'm going to spare you the, the details in the middle, John, but I'm out to 16 hops. Now it's starting to star out on me. I think it's going to time out and not find out. I'm going to try something different, John. Riveting. I'm going to, surprising or not, trace route to Google. Whoa. I think it it actually found it. And it's going to trace route all the way 11 hops later. So this is, begs the question. Let's trace route to unriveted.com. Like where you're going. That's right. That's where we came from. Wow. <laughs> this is still kind of boring. Got to tell you. All right. So let's, let's pick it up a notch. Let's do a net stat. 
I'm going to go to the command and dash NR. I just want to see what's on this thing. Oh, it's applying, it's applying somewhat appropriate. It's talking, give me the, uh, you know, 0.0.0, then 10. You know, the private net. It's giving me all my local interfaces. Basically, not too much information, but it's mimicking pretty well. Um, I, okay, let's 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 ask what shell we're on. So I go which space sh slash bin slash sh. Oh, cool. So I'm going to try and change the shell. So it's slash bin slash csh because I'm going to C shell. You know, I like that. <laughs> Oh no, it doesn't like that. All right, mm. so let's just do something weird. Let's get in that bin directory. So I said cd slash bin. Oh, I'm in the bin directory. This is where the pavement hits the road. I did it, I'm doing an LS. Oh my flip, John, this is so exciting. This has got command galore. I don't know where to start here. But let, me, let me tell you some of the favorites. Bash, rep, mm-hmm. add, change group, change mode, change own, CP, date. Ooh, this is exciting, John. And it's still going. <laughs> I'm just going to take it to the end. It looks alphabetic. I don't understand why they're comma after each command and it ends up with zip info. Wow. All right. A couple more, and I'm going to hand it back over to you, John. This is going to be way more exciting for you. Let's try up. <laughs> All right, uptime. Chat GPT says it's been up for ten days. Wow, one hour, one hour and fifty-two minutes, and two users said two users. Confusing when I said user. I, I did a command for users. Uh, in between, I didn't mention it, but it, I only had one user. So I wonder who's on here now. My goodness, and That's interesting. All right, so I'm going to close this out and hand it over to you in a second, but I have to try something. I'm going to try shutdown. So I shut down. Oh, I got to specify a parameter, it says. All right. Oh, it even gave me a clue to put a pseudo in front of it. Well, that's assuming I didn't have that power already, but that's okay. (laughs) Pseudo shutdown plus zero, which is shutdown now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it got a, I got a broadcast message from user at host. The system is going on, going down for power off at 4.23 p.m. What time zone are they in? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. And uh, with that, I, I checked the time, and it's now 4.24. Oh, if I shut down, how am I getting response? This is so odd, John. I'm yeah, going to have to yeah. take All right. <laughs> well, you, I, you know, before, well, I got a couple of, I got maybe a, a few questions of my own, uh, maybe not as uh, technically based as yours. But before I ask those, I want to ask you the question, uh, and you might not know the answer because I don't know the answer to this, but when we created, when you did the echo command to create a file in the, you know, hypothetical storage location, do we know if ChatGPT actually has a backend storage, or is it just giving you a regurgitated response that it, you know, thinks you're expecting during that session with ChatGPT? I don't know. I suspect you probably don't know the answer either, but it's a question worth asking, right? Well, you know what, John? I'm going to test this out. This is going to be riveting on, on a video and audio, but 
I'm going to echo out uh, a text string to a file. And I'm going to do another echo out to another file. <laughs> okay, that part's done. Now I do an LS. John, I have two files. Interesting. Anything in the moment, I have two files. So there huh. you go. What else can I say? I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like maybe there there is something. I, I It's hard to say, right? It's hard to say with... Um, with chat GPT, whether or not it's actually storing something. I'm sure we could go through the documents and find out. One other question I have for you though, Martin, um, everything that you just did right there, you know, uh, we might have a human being do, you know, presently, or even, you know, a year ago in the past before chat GPT, what do you think are the implications for chat GPT on the future of, you know, developers and software engineers and, and people that write code are, are our days numbered or are you not convinced yet? So you bring up a really interesting concept and an idea that, that just hit me. I could have my admin be a chat GPT bot and I could say with the proper access privilege and control that I, that I get acquired, I don't actually type the command, but I ask my admin to do, Hey, can you do an LS on that directory? And can you pipe out that? information to, a, to something I can then have back. There's an interesting work scenario. We might be able to uh, eliminate the job called system administrator. Seems likely if that uh, if the results that you have um, would be consistent across other users, and I don't see why they wouldn't be necessarily, right? Or even virtual assistants, right? I mean, uh, maybe the, uh, the days the virtual assistant is over because now you can just have a, you know, a, a chat bot um, on your, you know, your Outlook email that will answer questions for you. <laughs> so we'll see. But well, it's a conversation so, worth having. I think more in depth, right? Absolutely, John. You know, this one, this one's a fun session. Why don't you uh, try to kick off a couple things here and see what you can come up with? All right. Well, I, I have a couple of questions of my own uh, that I posed to, to GPT, and they. Um, you know, like I said, a little bit less technical, but obviously focused on the topic of our show here. So the first question I asked ChatGPT is, what is the strongest predictor of success for enterprise machine learning initiatives? Oh, oh I don't need to ask ChatGPT for this. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing you can say, well, does ChatGPT agree with what I would have said in that question? Uh, or did it answer it a lot more concisely or quicker? So, so um, let's see, ChatGPT says, there are several factors that contribute to the success of enterprise machine learning initiatives, but some of the strongest predictors, I won't go through all of them for the sake of time, but it gave me seven different factors. Maybe I'll just go through the seven and I won't elaborate on. The first one says executive support and buy-in, number one. I don't know if they're in any particular sort of order. <laughs> Mind-blowing, I know, but I'm not going to disagree with it, right? Executive support and buy-in, absolutely. Number two, clear objectives and goals. I think we can get behind that. Number yep. three, data quality and availability. You know, some of these are starting to sound like a, something I read. Like, I wonder if it's pulling it from a website. <laughs> it's just regurgitating that. But number four, technical expertise. 
Okay, so no, technical expertise is not number one. It's all, all the way down at number four. I, I agree with that too. Maybe these are in, in some kind of order. Number five is culture of experimentation and learning. I think that makes sense, right? You know, people still have to use their creative abilities to, uh, you know, create these solutions. It's not all technical uh, hand-waving, so to speak. Number six, integration with existing systems and processes. All right. It, that kind of sounds like our conversation on our centralized data hub, right? Integrating uh, solutions into your centralized data hub. So number seven, focus on business value. Now, I probably would tend to put that one maybe closer to number two or number one. So maybe these aren't in order. But uh, ChatGPT finishes by saying, in summary, the strongest predictor of success for enterprise machine learning initiatives is a combination of strong executive support, clear objectives, high quality data, technical expertise, a culture of experimentation and learning, effective integration, and a focus on business value. So it basically just took the seven points and put them into a paragraph separated by commas. So <laughs> that paragraph wasn't as exciting as the rest of it. So, all right. Question numero dos. Do you think chat GPT will end up creating more jobs or eliminating more ooh, jobs? Ooh, ooh, John, John. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's an answer from the classroom. <laughs> oh, Oh, you're not going to ask ChatGPT. Go ahead. Oh, 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 oh. Well, let's see if, if your opinion matches what ChatGPT says. So the first thing, uh, as an AI language model, this is, this is ChatGPT talking. As an AI language model, I cannot predict the future, but I can provide some insight into how AI and automation have impacted the job market historically and currently. And then it goes into... Uh, you know, while AI and automation have the potential to create new jobs and improve efficiency, they also have the potential to displace workers and eliminate certain types of jobs. Okay. But does this mean, again, I'm going to lose my job connecting paper clips? <laughs> no, that one will be safe uh, for a long time. Yeah, th th that, that one requires human ingenuity, Martin. <laughs> or, him, or, him, or him, the human in the middle. Human in the middle. You can't take out human in the middle from paperclip connector jobs, <laughs> which there are abundant. Uh, they are abundant these days. So second thing that uh, to answer that question about eliminating or adding more jobs, ChatGPT says it is important to note that the impact of AI and automation on jobs depends on many factors, including the type of job, the industry, and the specific use case for the technology, which I think you kind of kind of answered right there with your paperclip example, right? So it's not a panacea, right? It's not going to take everyone's job, but it might take some people's jobs. Um, and we should be okay with that because we'll find new jobs. Ultimately, it's difficult. This is ChatGPT again. It is difficult to predict the net impact of AI and automation on jobs in the long run. So ChatGPT appears to be covering its bases, you know, and I don't know if this is, I know that when it first came out, it was being a little bit more definitive maybe in some of its responses. And now it seems to be like adding a disclaimer, like don't take what I'm telling you as uh, the be all end all truth, which is probably good because some people might.
So, all right, question number three. Now, this one has nothing to do with the technical world, and I'm not going to elaborate on this, but you might know, Martin, that I uh, lived in Chicago for six years uh, and was the Windy City. Yes, the Windy City, which actually is windy, even though the name the Windy City, for those of you that don't know, is because of the the uh, political landscape, apparently, with lots of people blowing wind. This is in the past. I didn't come up with this, but it's one of those fast facts that people get wrong about the Windy City, although it is quite windy, nevertheless. So, born and raised around that area, I well, you're am a... Hot you're blowing hot air. Stop it. <laughs> That's... That's ChatGPT's job. <laughs> so my question I pose is, will the Chicago Cubs ever win the World Series again? Now, for those of you not familiar with baseball, the Chicago Cubs uh, went on, I think it was a 108-year drought of winning a national championship in the uh, MLB, which was the longest, I believe, for any sports team in the country and and maybe even, you know, the world, uh, which was so bad that it became, you know, uh, an ongoing joke that they'll never win the World Series. Watch Back to the Future 2. You can see the joke right there. So I asked, are they ever going to win? They did win back in 2016. The two times they won before that were 1907 and 1908. Martin, you were only like 15 years old back then. So, I mean, <laughs> you must have remembered those First two victories, you've been waiting around for a long time. <laughs> I'm not even sure I was wearing a diaper yet, John. I'm not sure I was wearing a diaper. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, so I pose this question. And again, as an AI language model, I cannot predict the future. But I can tell you that Chicago Cubs have won the World Series three times in their history 1907, 1908 and 2016. While it is impossible to say for certain whether the Cubs will win the World Series again, they have a strong fan base and a storied history, so anything is possible in the world of sports. The team's success depends on many factors, including the quality of their players, the strength of their competitors, and a bit of luck. Regardless of whether or not the Cubs win another World Series, their fans will continue to support them and enjoy the excitement of the game. We can't disagree with that. Again, no, nope. no, nope. <laughs> and, and, and you can't win unless you play. Can't win unless you play, right? Maybe that. Maybe Chet GPT is covering its bases. So if there's anyone of the you know the bookmakers in Vegas trying to use it to predict you know future outcomes, uh, you know they can't point the finger back at at Chet GPT, but. I'm sure someone is thinking about that application somewhere. So final question. Now, this question, Martin, I, I changed around a little bit from the original one because I wanted to use what we say or what you say at the beginning of the Unriveted podcast and how we describe the Unriveted podcast. So I wanted to see what ChatGPT would suggest that we should use for topics on future uh, podcasts of Unriveted. So the question I pose is, what are some good topics for a podcast about the past, present, and future as they apply to AI, ML, and the modernization of process automation? Which I think you you can probably say that word for word in your sleep. 
<laughs> so what do we have? Well, it came back with another eight, uh, eight responses. We won't go into all of them again for the sake of time, but here are some potential topics for a podcast that explores the past, present, and future of AI, ML, and process automation. So kind of, you know, saying, saying my question back to me. So number one, the history of AI and ML. Okay. Number two, the current state of AI and ML. Number three, ethics and AI. It's a big topic right now. Number four, the business case for AI and process automation. Number five, the role of data in AI and ML. We spoke about that in episode one. So, you know, uh, great minds think alike, right? <laughs> or human minds and computer algorithms think alike in this case, I guess. Number six, the impact of AI and ML on jobs and the workforce. Interesting, because I, I didn't even read that one. And that goes along with the last question. Number seven is the future of AI and ML. So we talked about the history, the current, and now the future. And then number eight, use cases of AI and process automation in different industries. So all eight of those have further descriptive texts that I'm not going to go over. But uh, I think we might have something there, Martin. I think we might have, uh, you know, a laundry list of future topics for Unriveted. What do you think we should roll with it or should we? No, <laughs> should <no>. we? <laughs> I think, I think we're on we're on the tip of a of an iceberg with a very slippery slope. Um, I have so many ways I can I can go after this, John. Um, maybe we can talk about what to expect when we continue this party with Chat GPT. Think we should do this uh, part two, part three, part four. I think we have a lot more ammunition ready to go for Chat GPT, Martin. So let's uh, let's meet again in uh, part two. Excellent, John. Thank you once again for listening in to our Unriveted podcast. I'm Martin Miller. This is John Suka, and we're so happy you listened in. Thank you. Thank you.